I am unashamed. What about you? Well, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, huh. somehow we all, <laughs> this has been quite the morning. Uh, my, I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in via hotspot because my internet went down. Al's out. We have Jep on the podcast, but I don't know. We're about 20 minutes late. Phil just walked in. I'm not sure what all happened this morning. No, what happened was uh, somebody in management said, hey, let's do a bonus podcast because we have some trips coming up where we're not going to be able to do our normal routine. So we'll do the bonus podcast. So I don't know how Jep got involved, but he I think he volunteered. No, Al called me. Okay, Al called you. Yep. So Jep said, I'm in. So Jep comes over and eats at my house last night. And I cooked uh, fried rice with a little filet. Very good. Very good meal. Very good meal. Better than good. Better than good. Better than good. It was good. So we talked about, now we're going to meet. Yeah, let's meet at 820. <laughs> well. So at eight o'clock, I get a disturbing message from Jep's wife that said, uh-uh. "I don't think Jep is up." <laughs> and I thought, "Well, it's eight o'clock, and I don't uh-huh. think Jessica was there." So Missy and I start having a conversation. So I called Jep because we had the little one this morning, and so you know he's he's our alarm clock. And she said, well, just go down there. I was like, I don't go into a grown man's house when we've agreed the night before to meet at a certain time. I said, there's two possibilities here. He's either overslept, I said, or he's dead. And Missy was like, oh. I was like, in either case, I'm not going in. Well, you yeah. should have came in. She said, well, if he's, I mean, if he's dead, you don't want to go in? I was like. What can I do about it if he is dead, other than have a memory? You um, could call my wife and say, "Hey, sorry to he, tell you, he this. did." Uh, oh, yeah, no, he that's did a call Jesus. Wife, that's a Jesus issue at that point. If you're dead, there's literally nothing I can do about it in the short term. So I said, "I'm not going in that house." So what I did was I pulled in his driveway and I laid on the horn. So anybody else in our neighborhood who was sleeping, I woke the neighborhood. Woke them all up. And so no sign of Jep. I gave it the courtesy two minutes after that, and then I left. Well, Jep called me like 15 minutes later. He's like, hey, uh, was that you blowing the horn? Uh, (laughs) No, actually, I didn't say that. I didn't hear the horn, or I would have got up. How do you not hear a truck horn? Hey, here's my problem. I have trouble going to sleep. I've had that forever. I've taken different medicines. Nothing works. I did last night. I mean, same thing, had trouble. And then I set my alarm and my phone died, I guess. As I woke up, it was completely dead. But I did set my alarm and I tried and I was like, oh, no. Well, look, I'm not, Jeff, I'm not a doctor, but I can can give you one piece of medical advice on what will help you go to sleep. For those of you who aren't watching the podcast right now, you're listening to it. Jeff is slamming about a 24 ounce monster <laughs> energy. What is? That? I can't see no. what it is. Prime. I never heard of this. I don't know. It's in my fridge. So Prime. Yeah. So he's slamming an energy drink right now. I don't know how many. And, and if I and you you love caffeine too. So I don't know, man. I don't, it, it could be. 
you, you may be slamming too many of those during the day. No, I don't. I don't. It says 200 milligrams of, of caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. I oh, don't. my gosh. 200 yeah, milligrams? It's a lot. That's more than a Red Bull. Well, here's my take on it. Uh, I mean, when a man's over 40 years old and the conversation reminded me of like conversations I had with my eight and 10 years old, you know, kids when they couldn't get up. I I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know how that's my, (laughs) it's not like we were getting up at the crack of dawn. I mean, it's nine o'clock in the morning. I I called because I I called Jason and I I said, I may not be on the podcast today because we have an internet outage and I may drop off at some point because I'm on a hot spot right now. And, uh, didn't know if that would work, but we were just, he said, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Jeff. And we're like going through scenarios. I said, well, he could be dead. He goes, well, I mean, what can I do? I can't go in there if he's dead. And so we're having that whole conversation. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to lay on the horn. I'll pull up there. Let me, let me do that. And so I guess I found out you did lay on the horn. Didn't make a difference, but you, but you got up, Jeff. You got up. You're here. Yeah. We're all. Well, I mean, that was my thought, Jeff. The, the B story of this whole conversation is if a man blowing a horn in your yard doesn't wake you up why come up with the excuse that that alarm was going to do something my horn was way louder than that little pesky alarm i mean you could be right there so i don't know what i'm saying you weren't getting up probably right calculation but i woke up and was like oh no like i knew i didn't see a clock but i was like i'm gonna be late where whatever i was doing and i which i kind of forgot was this? I knew I was going to. Well, be late. I thought this was podcast six hundred and eighty-one. Yeah. Five two twenty-three. I wrote on top of that ten o'clock. You wrote ten o'clock. Yep, I see that, but so, that was wrong. So somebody have you set me, your clocks back, Phil? But I wouldn't have written that down unless somebody said ten o'clock. No, no, I, I just. Well, we just did the spring forward. Well, no, I guess that's been a few months ago. But we're here. But yeah, we are here. here. We're here. We made. We made it. Yeah, it's been wild. Al, I don't know where Al's at. He's somewhere. I would predict on a beach somewhere. On a beach, we can throw him under the bus because he's not here. So, well, yeah. Um, so that's I, it. So, I, yeah, I thought today what we could do. Um, well, first of all, Jeff, how, uh, how's the? I haven't seen you in. I guess I saw you at the wedding briefly, but uh, how's the filming going? How's the show going it's good um yeah but I, what jump you're not saying what the what happened this morning is pretty much yeah the common because i'm with jump okay i'll just break it down i'll give you the last few things that have happened i fell down a flight of stairs i saw that it was incredible i I'm surprised you lived over that i mean it was like like i fell down a flight of stairs like on my back like like this Where was, we were South Louisiana. South Louisiana. Um, he actually, it's like he he was on the top step, and he took one step, and it was almost like some kind of supernatural <laughs> force made him parallel all of a sudden, and it's like everything slowed down for me. Like I went, I just saw whoop. him. Yeah, he was just laid out. He was he was just complete like, sideways. Yeah, and then he just went boom, 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 all the way to the ground. Mm. And so and everybody like, looked at oh. me because I was up standing beside him when this happened. I said, "He'll never walk again." But he did. So 
Yep. So that happened. Uh, so more recently, we were in Kentucky, and my stomach got to hurt so bad. You know, we're filming, and they're like, hey, can you dig that hole again? And I said, I, look, to be honest with you, I can't bend over. And they were like, well, you can't bend over. I was like, I, my stomach has gotten to be really bad. Well, somebody was like, you know, you need to get that checked out. So when we got home, I was in a lot of pain that night. I told Jessica, I was like, I got to go to the doctor. She's like, okay, Monday morning. This was like Friday, maybe. Well, that Friday night at two in the morning, I woke her up and I, and I scared her really bad and I felt really bad about this, but I, but I didn't know. I was like, I, I woke her up and I was like, I think I'm dying. Uh, that's it. I went to the bathroom and I mean, when I'm saying like, it was really bad and my stomach was hurting really bad. Go to the hospital at two in the morning and the dude's like, uh, yeah, let's do a scan. He was like, man, you got diver, it's diver. I thought it was diaper, but it's with a V, diverticulitis, which I know mama's had that before. I didn't realize the pain involved in that. Basically, your intestine is like infected and swollen. Like, it's like really nasty. There's like pus in there. Well, maybe that's why you've had notorious bowel problems. And it, it maybe. Well, no, this is, I've learned that I got diverticuli, which means my intestines have pockets in them that I'm sure I inherited from mom. I say all that to say, I all I, they could have cut out parts of your intestine. It can get so bad. That was a rough deal. I'm just yeah. getting over that. I did lose. I've lost like 25 pounds. That was the start of it. I'm on an all dairy diet. Yogurt. I'm telling you, it's a new thing. Yogurt. Yeah. When he told, I saw Jeff at the wedding at first. I, mean, I noticed he had lost a lot of weight because you've lost about 25 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, uh, I just went. Well, he said, well, "What was your line? You had a line. The best. You finally found the best diet you've ever oh, yeah. been on. Dairy diet. I've been on a dairy diet my whole life." No, no, that wasn't the diet. The diet oh. was diverticulitis. He yeah, said, yeah, I'm like, I you get a case that... of that, you'll lose weight. Well, then one night, so we go to remote places, and uh, so they try to set us up, you know, with an Airbnb or whatever. But some of these places are difficult. So one night, we're we're literally on the water. And it wasn't a, a boathouse, but it was like there was a house that where the dock was part of, I think it was a big river. I forgot the name of the river. And so Jep like wakes up in the middle of the night because he couldn't sleep. See, problem. That's a problem. And he just walks off the dock. I mean, that's <laughs> what he said. I mean, look, he wasn't like I know. It's most of the time when you hear stories like this, you know, there was some kind of drinking involved. No, he just got up, walked outside because he. But you know, it's dark, and he he we had never been there, obviously, and he just. I mean, I'll let you tell the story. Uh, no, that's basically it. No, I, 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 it wasn't middle of the night. I was going to bed, and I said, I'm going to walk outside and use the bath, relieve myself. And it was real pretty, and I just wanted to see the water at night. And I just whoop, just step. Looking at it the next morning, I could see how I did what I did. That was fine, though. I didn't get hurt. I was soaking wet and really embarrassed, but that was just the. Well, I mean, I think if you, it was a big river. If you walk off into a river, there's a sign that you're either accident prone or you're just not real bright or, cause, cause look, when I walked down there the next morning, I thought, how could a man do this? But you heard Jeff, he said, when I walked down there, I could see how you could do it. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> at night, That's it looked it. different. It really did. <laughs> and so the then your latest uh, venture is... Oh, yeah, is this one. Did Do you all have favorite? anything positive to say this morning? Or you just... No, well, we're negative. just going over Jeff's injuries. Look at look at. Did Jeff's you see finger. my... Did you see this? I, I, I just got the stitches taken out. Look right here on my finger. Yep. I, I had just, six stitches right there. A little slice there. Oh, yeah. So he just did that. Yeah, I cut it to the bone. That's yep. when the knife stopped. It went funk, bone hit. And I was like, oh, that'll stop. He it. put the camera people in, in a very precarious situation because he did that while they were filming him. So then you're in that situation. Do we stop and help him or do we zoom in? Yeah. I think they zoomed in. <laughs> of course, it may be the, the pressure of being stars in a hit series on TV. Uh, I don't feel maybe like that's the, maybe feel. that's the price you pay. You know, you get a little, you get delusional. I don't know something. I will say one thing about that injury, and I, I do want to put this out there for any medical professionals that are listening. So it wasn't that you know whatever a cut in the finger it hurt, but you know whatever it wasn't that bad. Here's what's bad: you go up there, and I'm like, hey, something. They look, the girl's like, yeah, I'm going to have to clean that out. They should deaden your finger before they do the cleaning of the finger. <clears throat> when this girl got a Brillo pad, I would say, or something like that, and just in a open wound is scrubbing it like, if she don't scrub it, it's I'm going to die. Well, that really hurts when you have a cut down to the bone. I would think. Oh, I was crying, like tears were coming out, and she, she smiled, and I was like, yeah, I'm not crying. It's just it's just really just painful what you're doing there. But why didn't she just allergies. deaden it first, then do that, then put the I stitches? That's, that's the part I, I wish I could have watched. I wish I could have watched <laughs> that. So, Zach, last time I came to see you, uh, we did the podcast from there together. I got to stay in your your lair, uh, which is your studio there. You've got a nice little apartment that surrounds it. And Lisa and I actually slept in there in the same room. It was, you got a good setup up there. Yeah, it's it's not bad. And uh, you are welcome to come up here anytime, Al. Mikasa well, good. Is I'm, glad, I'm glad to know. That. So one of the things that you had is, is that I always appreciate when I'm traveling is you had bowl and branch sheets on that big king size bed we all use them i do uh it's a great product and uh it, it's been used by four presidents jace did you know that i did not know that yeah and they I'm, love it i'm pretty sure jill probably put those sheets on there yeah i don't think zach knew anything about it she but. made it comfy so if he gets out of line that's where he would be staying <laughs> oh i hadn't <laughs> thought about that no wonder she put the bowling brand sheets right uh 100 organic cotton threads uh which make them great they feel buttery one of my favorite words uh to the touch super breathable um they're incredible for all sleepers no toxins and uh, they fit, uh, I like it because they fit deep onto the mattress, so they're not going to come off the edges. They give you a 30-night risk-free guarantee with free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders. But trust me, you do not want to send these back. They're fantastic. Sleep better at night with Bowl and Branch sheets. Get 15% off your first order when you use the promo code Robertson at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Use the promo code Robertson. Exclusions apply. See their site for details. That sounds um, 
Like you guys are having a good time, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. That's all I can say. I'm yeah, alive. that's good. Well, um, so today we've got, I've got a group of, of um, questions from listeners, which uh, we don't do this very often. We don't typically, well, f- first of all, Jace will not read comments. I do read comments. Phil, of course, is not going to read comments either. So I don't think Al does either. But I've, I've put together a, uh, a group of questions from our audience that uh, today is going to be an audience response day. So I'm going to work. We won't get through all of them, I'm sure. But um, there's some good questions in here. So I'm going to I'm going to ask them and uh, and then you guys can pontificate on them. Jace, are you are you OK with pontificating on? Well, I mean, I just told you, or you just said, because I've told you many times, I don't read the comments, and now you're forcing me to read the comments. So I'm not sure how I feel about that. All right. Well, we're going to go with it, and we'll proceed, see what happens. Proceed, sir. So I, I will proceed. Uh, the first one is from Heather, and Heather, here's her question. I love how your extended family lives close together and is very intentional about helping raise the next generation. Any advice for those who live far from family in their hometowns? We have been a part of a church for seven years, but it's been a challenge to make meaningful connections. That's from Heather. Well, how would she know that we're all together? Social media, I'm sure. Oh. She sees the pictures. I thought we might. The... I thought I was uncovering a spy. What's your advice? What's your advice to somebody who says, I'm trying to find connections. I don't have the quite the family structure you guys have. I'm in a church seven years. I'm never worried about not being connected. Yeah, to, to anybody. But you have anybody. John the Baptist tendencies. Well, I think you, you look. You look at your life, Phil. I mean, you guys have opened up your home, so y'all, y'all are the point of connection. You, you're not worried about getting invited. Or, I mean, you just open up your that, home. That's, that's you correct. Know, and, yeah, I mean, it's 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 amazing what will happen if you if you allow your home to be a place of of community and you feed people. I mean, that's I mean, honestly, I can't. I mean, there's a lot of times I know people come down to y'all's house for the food. That's probably the primary motivation but once they get there they 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 do experience community and family and and those things so i would i would encourage you to just open up your own home you know if you don't have community anywhere else and you open it up and i mean people are people are you feed if you feed them they will come i've I've learned that that truth no i agree is uh so like one of the things we used to do is we would cook the best meals that we have to offer and invite our children's friends and so we did that every wednesday night for years and years and years what's weird is some of those people are now our friends you know our kids have all moved off and scattered around the country but those relationships that we made but i think you just it's hospitality and jesus those are the two connecting factors but it's not easy to be a good cook though so I was I was watching Jeff last night when I actually saved that Missy was cooking because I was taking a nap, but she had so much on the griddle. We had so much rice that it was not breathing enough to get crispy. You know the rice it was a, it was gummy when I approached. She was like, I don't understand why this this won't get done, <laughs> and I said. Well, the, you, there's too much rice. Yeah, there's too much rice on the griddle, and she's like, "Well, what do you recommend?" I said, "Take some off." So Jep's uh, 
son, adopted son, Gus, came in at that time. And so I just took a big, I said, are you hungry? He said, oh, I'm starving. So I just took a big <laughs> hunk of it off, and I said, here, try this out. Of course, he wouldn't try it until I ate some of it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> like, I felt yeah. like. He's actually kind of picky. Yeah, he was looking at, you know, looking at it, looking at me, and I, I took a spoon and grabbed some and ate it, and I went, oh. And so then he then he he started. But then by doing that, it you know created I could, more it, space. It created more space. It immediately heated up, and then I cooked the steak on the back back side of that. And no, it turned out well. It was really good. Well, there's a there's a there's another lesson there too. If you think about our family, uh, the kids get the crumbs and the leftovers. You know, a lot of families, it's like the kid the kids that go. It's the elevate the kids. The way we grew up, it was. The, you, until you're like, yeah, you're, you're, if you're a kid, Jeff, I mean, we were the youngest yep. of all the cousins. So it was kind of just like survival of the fittest. You just get in where you can get in. Like Gus comes over, he gets the, he gets the gummy rice and then the good stuff you reserve for the, for the adults. So there's probably a lesson in there as well. Yep. I mean, on a more, you know, to the question that was asked, I mean, a better response would say, I think, you seek the kingdom first in decisions when it comes to moving. Yeah. Most people seek career first, and I think that's a terrible model. Yeah. I think you should seek the kingdom and and family. Th those should be the two. There's quite a few texts that encourages and pretty well uh, demands it, practicing hospitality. So... You know, if somebody comes by or whatever, you just, just out of act of courtesy there, yeah, come yeah. on by here, we're going to fish fry tomorrow. Well, come on by, we're going to do this, do that, you know. It's, it's, so we just invite a lot of people to come on in, you know. Sometimes we don't, but most of the time we are practicing hospitality. It, it is, you know, <laughs> The, the two little words after that, without grumbling. So there is something about uh, connecting with people. Once the connection starts, you begin to know who they are and all that. I mean, yeah. it, can, it can be yeah, 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 if you're not careful. Yeah, it's true. We had six or seven college-age girls, Mia's friends and camp counselors. They, they, I think they were there a week. The last, the last couple left this morning. But, and it was lots of spiritual conversations and, and, you know, it, it was just, I think when you open your home up and you feed them well and you have spiritual conversations. That, that is a connection. Kids are drawn to that. And I say kids, I mean, they're, they're college yeah. age. Then they invited some of their friends one night and one night there was 25 of them, you know, male and female. And of course, I always say the same thing when they... When they come in, I'm like, look, we love Jesus here because I just want to see their response. But it was all positive. But these are Jesus-loving young people who are just as upset with the current course of the culture as we are. Yeah, but but the key is food, I think. I mean, we, we started, a, when we moved here, we didn't have community. And, uh, you know, brand new, didn't know anybody. Um, we started a house church and food was involved and at first the some of the people that would come would they would bring food and it was like they'd bring like a 
like a dessert, but it'd be like one of those packages that you get from the grocery store with the pre-made little cookies in there and the, or the muffin and they're just horrible. Right. Yeah. So what I did was then I tried to create a healthy competition among the, the, the families that, Hey, now if you come, you got to bring your best stuff. And so that the, the food game as the food game elevated, I noticed that the uh, attendance elevated as well. And, and uh, so I, I do think it's, you, you said it cook your best, which Phil, you've always, you guys have always cooked great food. And another thing that I've noticed about y'all, and I learned a lot of this from just being around UK is uh, you always cooked plenty of food. Even when you, there wasn't a lot of people there, it's like you always cooked more than you would eat because someone always shows up. It seems like unplanned. So you, well. you, you always had enough. You always had enough. You never know when somebody else is going to drop in. No, you don't. All right. This next question is pretty, pretty a, lot, a little bit deeper, um, but I think it's good. Uh, this is from Jeremy, and he says, um, "I'd like to know how I can let go of the things that I've done in the past. I have guilt um, and shame that I've struggled with. I'd like to know, especially how Phil let go of what uh, he did pre-salvation, which that's timely because we, you know, we're talking about this movie right now, The Blind, and." Um, which is Phil's kind of pre-salvation story and, and before, before Phil met Jesus. So Phil, maybe you could take a stab at that one. How do you, how, how did you let go of just kind of the guilt and shame of, of who you were before you, before you knew Jesus? Well, out there, he's a, a good turn to Romans 12 and uh, every day read little sections of it. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone. So, don't take revenge. Leave room for God's wrath. God, you know, don't be judgmental about people. Bless those who persecute you. They, you know, the, you know, you make mistakes. That's all right. Don't hold it again. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. In other words, if you think you've got a lot of problems, just start helping your friends. And the ones you grew up with and some of your kin folks and step into their lives and start just interacting with them. It, it's pretty surprising. Stuff begins to fade away on the way it used to be, just living a sinful life. Look, if, you, if, if every day you get up and you know that love must be sincere and you want to hate what is evil and you want to cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another. If you just start putting those things into practice, everything falls into place. You just yeah. practice being good. And it'll get to where you make a habit out of doing good. And then you can look in the mirror and say, I'm a lot better. Yeah. Because I, I, you're connected with the spirit of God that was given to you when you were baptized and you became a Christian. So take advantage of that, the power that lives in you. Get out there and intermingle with them. Reach out to them. Convert them. Do God's work. There's all kinds of things. Uh, let's see. How many, how many things? Let's see. Uh, just as we... Same function. Not everybody has the same function in in Christ, but we here are many form one body, and each member 
belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. You say, well, I need some connection here. We have different gifts. Some prophesying, speaking the word of God. Let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. You, you get connected with God by doing what he says, and everybody is good at something. I mean, they really are. You'd think somebody, you know, out there, but, but everybody I've seen as a human being, uh, they, they had some type of gift. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him do it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving... If it's encouraging, you wouldn't think encouraging somebody else, but it, well, it might, might help you not to be down in the dumps all the time. Encourage others. Contribute to the needs of others. Let him give generously. You know, it's better to, Miss Kay's got in her head that uh, you need to get rid of every dime that you have. <laughs> give it away and then die and be done with it. <laughs> that's her motto I said why do you spend so much money for this or the things that but she said you can't take it with you so yeah. I mean spend it all and that way nobody's fighting over it nope <laughs> we spent it all <laughs> and I'm sitting there listening to that thinking uh, how do I get around that I said I, well, I just yeah. slow down honey on the way you're spending money I mean good night <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if y'all have noticed but uh we kind of got some crazy things going on in our country in our culture some might even say that it's a little bit banana republic like when you start talking about some of the things that are coming down the pike um, sometimes it just feels like you're fighting upstream and we all get it right and so one of our sponsors patriot mobile um, what they love to do is support things that we support and they offer you an opportunity, uh, because they're a wireless provider to have a provider that doesn't support left-wing causes. And so we like these guys for that. They're the only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service without the woke propaganda from the leftists which we like. So if you switch to Patriot Mobile, uh, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment. Uh, also, our military and veterans and uh, first responders, uh, they do great by these guys. Uh, 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching very easy. So here's what you do. Go to patriotmobile.com slash fill, or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. You get free activation today with the offer code Phil. And ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. PatriotMobile.com slash Phil or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Jeff, what about you? Because I, I, I was there for a lot of your dark days and you were there for a lot of mine. You know, our testimonies are yep. very intermingled. Uh so how have you? Y'all ran together, with... BJ. Yeah, uh, before Jesus. Yep. Yeah, I remember y'all were buddies. Yep. Why didn't y'all just say? I mean, look. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what are we thinking here? Yeah. I mean, that didn't come up because it is weird that because y'all both I mean... y'all both knew better. Yeah. 
This is back it during the out. days when y'all had the I, I tried. Well, the, tr- the truth be told, the way we got into the conundrum we got into was I actually went to Jep and when we moved in together and confessed something I was struggling with <laughs> and Jeff really looked bad. at me with the biggest grin on his face. It was like, well, me too. And then he, and then it was like off to the races. It was like, yeah. it wasn't, be careful who you confess to. So we should not have been holding yeah. each other accountable because we weren't in that right spot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, some things are hard to forget. I mean, that's uh, back to the question. You know what, though, I, I try to do is when I meet somebody, I guess that's maybe that age or, or not even, you know, that I was at when I was really struggling. But I try to remember and try to uh, th- th- if I can see that they're going through something similar or, you know, and I'm like, man just telling my experience, you know, I mean, you can use what you've been through, even though it was hard and, you know, it's hard to forget it. Uh, but you can use it for the glory of God and, and tell that, tell a person who's going through something similar, like how God rescued you. I mean, it's hard to forget is what I'm saying, but you can use that, what happened to help somebody else. So one of the things that helps me is I, I just, try to f- hone in and focus on verses like uh, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no, there's no condemnation there. And that's a promise from God. So I, I rest in that. But then like sometimes you still think, well, yeah, but I know what I've done and I know what's in my past. And so philosophically what I try to, I do an exercise where I just and I med- I meditate on verses like for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace. And so when I think about, you know, myself and I know that I, I know, I, I know that I'm a wretched sinner, um, you know, but when you compare yourself to, to other people, I think that's can be dangerous because you're thinking, well, they weren't as bad as me, or maybe they were, maybe they were worse than me. And so you convince yourself that you were better than you are, but I try to compare myself to Christ. And, um, and when, when I see that comparison, then it really doesn't, I mean, we really all stand equally guilty and fallen before a holy God, like before a, a holy triune God who is perfect and sinless. Like nobody is, is can stand up and say, look, look at how good I am. Nobody. Cause Jason, I mean, you, you lived a, a fairly virtuous life by the standard of the world, but yet, I mean, you're in the same predicament you know, that we're in when it, when you when yeah. you look at it. So, I mean, how I do mean, you deal my, with that? My quick answer would be, and people are offended when I say this, because I, I would say that's probably the number one question I get is, you know, how do I let go, you know, or, and it's like usually something terrible that they want to share. And used to, I would listen, but now I'm like, I don't want to hear it. And I say, it's not about you. And just like me not living, you know, some wild life before I was a Christian, it wasn't about me either. And just to give the proof of the text and to answer the question, how do you let go of those things? I think you got to realize that it's not about you and it's about God using flawed people on on while we're on the earth right now. It, he uses us to point people to him. And I'll just give you the text I thought of is, you know, 2 Corinthians 3, it says, and we with unveiled faces, we are who we are, but with our unveiled faces, we reflect the Lord's glory. 
we're being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, which is the Spirit. But it's kind of like so, a process. It doesn't happen. There's a process, and but it's not about you getting over it. It's about you being transformed into the likeness of his Son and reflecting, yep. even though your face, you may not like your face, or you're, you're, you're reflecting God's glory through you. And then you can go to all the examples. You're not worse than Paul. Because people say, yeah, but I just did something so bad. Well, were you out there murdering other Christians? Well, no, it wasn't that bad. Well, yeah, and look look what he did. He wrote how there's, many letters? There's still hope for you. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you can go down that road with anybody, but the point is the same. Because then what, what does he goes, go on to say? He says, we don't lose heart in chapter 4 of Second Corinthians. We have renounced secret and shameful ways. So I think that's one thing is that we renounce it. We abandon it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because a lot of times I've been to these groups, and you've been there too, Zach, where it's almost like everybody's talking about what they used to do, as in they miss it. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, so it comes as we don't share our story. I don't know who came up with that. We share God's story in us. And so uh, when people always say that to me, they're like, come share your story. I'm like, you don't want to hear my story, but yeah. I'll share God's story because that's what it is. I mean, so he says by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves in, to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Uh, so, And then verse 5 is what I was trying to get to, chapter 4. For we do not preach ourselves but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as servants. I mean, I didn't come up with this. I read this. I, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So letting go of our past is really something that I think if you're even contemplating that being a struggle, then you're doubting the promises of God. Because he said, I've forgiven you. That's why I went to a cross. And you're like, yeah, I just don't know. Well, that that's on you. That's not on him. He made a promise, and it's impossible yeah, yeah. for him to lie. And he's going to use you in spite of that. So you own it. You sometimes, uh, you know, can laugh about it. Or I like that our family does that. Uh, but that doesn't mean it wasn't wrong and sinful. And, and But you just have to move on. There's nothing you can go back and do do to take care of it. That's that was God's job. So that's what I would that's what I would say. That's good. Yeah, and I just and the, the encouragement is is that as you do walk in the spirit as Phil said, it's a progressive thing as as you you know progress, progress in your faith and that faith deepens and you experience the transformation that you mentioned which is from one degree of glory to another with the unveiled faces and as you walk in that um, what I've and I've been a Christian for over 20 years. When Jeff and I were being idiots, I mean, I don't even, I mean, I don't sit around and think about who he used to be anymore. Now there was a time that I did, you know, for years. But you got to remember, we don't either. No, but some yeah, people we don't, love we don't to sit uh, around and say, "Well, I remember," you know, maybe some, some people love to wallow, uh, you know, in their in their past. And yeah. what I was, what I, my point was, it's just another way to be selfish. Because really, selfish ambition is the root of evil. That's what James says. Where you have envy and selfish yeah. ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. So it's just the way the evil one tempts us. It's another way to be self-absorbed, talking about your past life. 
We're all familiar with it. We 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 hear people, and uh, I don't have a lot. Of, if you feel like well, you you don't have a lot of sympathy. No, uh, you know I I don't, because I think it just flies in the face with what God is offering. He's offering you His Son, forever eternal life, and you're like, yeah, but I just can't. I don't know if I'm really sure if I'm forgiven. Oh yeah. come on. <laughs> And, and, and if you're well, if you know, you're not sure, and you say, "Well, how can I be sure?" I think go back to Phil's point at the beginning. It's Lord. the habits. It's the it's the daily do the daily stuff. You know, read the gospels. Yeah, read the, read gospels, the gospels a hundred times. Read, yeah, you know. Yeah, you, eventually you're gonna like the word of God's powerful. You're gonna believe that God is who He says He is and that He's good, and you're gonna believe that Jesus Christ, His work is finished. If you've been you know, bad, not, as know, everybody has at some point, some worse than others, and you say. Okay, there's a there's a path that will lead me to immortality, and and I can be take suffering and never bat an eye. Once that's put into practice, and that becomes habitual, you're on your way. To some extent, you say, "Well, what about the ones who are a year old in the faith?" You just wait. And you'll see them, and they'll grow, and they'll grow in the faith. Some, obviously, don't make the cut. They just never, never make the change. You know, you know, yeah. life and immortality is mine. What am I going to do about it? Not don't not even thank the Lord, and I never tell somebody about it. I mean, what, what are you talking about? You become part of the movement. It's a great movement. So, Dad, you watch a lot of uh, old westerns. That's kind of your thing. Always has been. You kind of helped us fall in love with the old western, and so you still watch them. So, what's the one thing that you figure out you never want to hear from the old west when you're? We've got the big showdown, the shootout, whatever's going one, on. One word explains it all: misfire. <laughs> that means it, he's out of commission. So you better put. All the rest of you better get it ready. <laughs> Let me see if I can get this thing working because they're coming and there's a lot of them. So that movie True Grit, the the little girl in there, she was shooting the bad guy and she had a misfire and it, it cost, it, you know, she wound up losing her arm over it, right? Misfire is, that's the scariest word for 200 years. There you go. So our friends at Barrel Buddy, uh, who are sponsors of our podcast, they want to make sure uh, to help us not have misfires and not have anything in our weapon. That's it. So they help. Uh, they've come up with a great product to help you clean uh, the barrel of your gun. And so uh, there's, it's a white polymer here, so you can see what's coming out. Uh, and you can use these for a few cleanings. So you know it's a great deal. They beat the patches and the boar snake and all the things that we used to use to clean our weapon. It's a great company. A good Christian guys, we love them. And so we want you to check them out. Barrelbuddy.com. B-A-R-R-E-L Buddy. Dot com, so you don't have to hear that word, man. Misfire. Yep, you don't want to hear that one. Jersey Joe came and brought his family down. They they were looking at these podcasts and whatnot, decided to get out of New Jersey. And uh, they came to Louisiana, built them a little house over here about 15 minutes from here. He comes by just about every week. He puts into practice showing us how to not Louisiana food. He brought 
Italian recipes with him from New Jersey from his grandmother, and he cooks Italian almost once a week. And all you have to do is just sit down, thank him and the and the Italians, and he has all kinds of Italian foods that he fixes for us. Just being generous, just just saying, check this out. Of course, we're all eating, you know, Louisiana food. He's eating New Jersey food, so it's pretty cool. Interact with the people; they've all come to Jesus, his whole family. So if you're messing around in the middle of New Jersey and you want to get out of there, old Jersey Joe, we call him, get in touch with him. and <laughs> He'll point you to the way. Downtown this, New Jersey, some get it, they just can't take it anymore with this city life. So the, he yeah. came to the woods and where it's a, a little more, got his little house in the woods over there. So they're doing so great. Goog- goog- yeah, Google Jersey Joe. If you can just get, get in contact with Jersey Joe, he'll yep. line you out. All right, last question. This is from Aubrey. Um, uh, this is a good one. Uh, maybe we can go around the, the horn on this one. We'll, uh, Jace, let's start with you. What What's your favorite Bible verse? And then how do you share the gospel with others when you're not sure of where or how to start? Those are really two questions, but they're good. I mean, my Bible favorite Bible verse is is a is a revolving door. Uh, you know, Jeff and I get noticed everywhere. I usually put a verse, or I put the uh, what I usually do is put the arrow coming down. I'll sign my name, and I'll put the arrow coming down. I'll put a cross. I'll put a tomb. I'll put the arrow going up, and I'll put the arrow coming down. So to answer the second question, when I write that, everyone says, what is that? Well, I just created the perfect introduction to share Jesus. It's a a great way to get involved. So I usually do that, but uh, I mean, just a few of my favorites is Hebrews 3, 4. It says every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. I like putting that verse down because most people will say, what does that mean? They, they're, I'm like, well, you can tell someone built this. There's, You see God in the things yeah. that are built. So Matthew 19, 26, another one, which is similar to Luke, you're in Luke, uh, with man, this is not possible, but with God, all things are possible. So those are the usual ones I get. Uh, Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But on getting the gospel out, I used to think like the person who asked the question, which is like I viewed it as something I have to go do or it's a ministry or it's like, oh, let's go be, you know, what they call evangelistic, you know, let's go out. But I realized that, and I realize this from reading the Gospels, Jesus was a conversationalist. He just had ordinary, normal conversations, and he always found a way, whether through metaphors or illustrations or stories, to, to get to things that matter. And so that's what, that's what I try to do. Like, like, I'll if I go to something where like everybody's just plastered, you know, and 
And if they ask me, you know, because you know, it's not wrong to drink, but it's wrong to get drunk. I mean, the way I read it. And But if everybody's doing that, well, I'm not going to do that because I want to be different. And I'll say, if somebody will say, you know, what, what do you have? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. You know, I'm high on Jesus. Well, by saying that, it, it breaks the ice. They're like, you're, you're what? I said, I'm high on Jesus. And there usually a conversation follows <laughs> about that. So I just, I like to put the pressure on other people instead of feeling pressure myself that I'm different or, you know, and I'm in this situation. And that was just one example I wanted to give. Or you could say, and I've said this before, and it's actually kind of funny. Say, yeah, I want a Jack and Coke. And they're like, okay. But you, and then you say virgin. And they're like, Wait, you just you just want a Coke? Yep. It's okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Jack and Coke, hold the, hold the Jack. Yeah. But I like to get it on Jesus is my point. I, I like to, because I don't want to quibble about things that we do. I, I like to, I think Jesus, everything starts, begins, uh, the middle and ends, the story. You know, you got to have a beginning, a middle, and end. It's all about Jesus. So I try to get into a conversation about Jesus. So if it's taking social or moral issues or if somebody asks me a question, I try to figure out a way to get in the conversation about Jesus because he's the image of the invisible God, and he was God's way of reaching yeah. you know, people. So, I, But you have to purposely you know, do that. So, because I don't want to have an argument or a discussion about, oh, well, you think it's wrong to drink or whatever. And I'm like, well, Jesus turned the water into wine. So that would be my response to that. That's the last thing they would think a Christian would say. Yep. And they're like, well, why did he do that? And I'm like, well, it was a preview for having a party in heaven. Yeah. They're like, do what? <laughs> There's going to be a party in heaven? I was like, yeah, you're going to miss it or you're going to be there. Yeah. You're invited. <laughs> Well, how pull well, that barrel of wine over? How, how do I get the invite here? Well, let me show you something. I mean, to me, that's yeah. the way I would I would have that approach. Uh, no, I, I mean, just for his favorite verses is, is Dad. You would know this, James one twenty seven. James uh, one twenty pure religion. Pure religion, uh, because it kind of goes back to what Jace said. And that right now helps me not think so much about myself because you can get very, in a lot of people's favorite verses, I can do all things through Christ. It's like, it's all about, it's a, a lot of topics about me, what I can do. And yeah. they're all good. They're all good things. But sometimes I'm like, but I'm not thinking about others. And I don't know where else in the Bible it says true religion. I don't know those two words put together. Well, true religion... Yeah, that, a religion that our God, that God our Father finds pure and blameless. Is that what it is? Faultless pure or blameless? And, yeah, yeah, faultless. Um, is to keep going. I, I don't want to mix up a word. It's it to look it. after orphans and widows in their, their distress, distress, and and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Yeah. Do you know it's the only place in the Bible that the word religion is used? Is it? I was going to ask Is that because I, I haven't like researched this or anything, but it so always helps me. When to you not think, think of religion, so. you don't think of that. That's right. No, no, so. that's a great verse. Yeah, it well, is. I mean, too. I mean, you think, and I, I mean, that's why. I mean, you're involved in uh, yeah orphan care and uh, what you guys are doing at all all God's children and 
So I, that that would make sense. But yeah, that's a good point. We we do tend to make it about us a lot, and um, that's a that's a convicting verse because it's it's looking after people who can't help themselves. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. What do you do, Jeff, when you when you if somebody says, oh, "Man, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to share the gospel. Like, I don't even like what like." You know what I've to. said recently, and this is kind of crazy, but I, I mean, I don't know. You know, somebody's like, "What can I do?" I, I'll say nothing. There's nothing you can do. But I'll recommend this: you get down on your knees and you lift your sorry, no good hands and say, "God, I got nothing to give you." But uh, this is all I got. I got I, this. Is it? But it ain't nothing. Yeah. I think if you start there, that's a good starting place. I agree no, but but you got to get to that place, and uh, and really, God's got to bring you down to that place. So nothing. You yeah, can't because do. a lot of times we want to put the uh, the responsibility on us that somehow you know our savviness, our theological uh, knowledge, our you know doctrinal knowledge, whatever. If we know enough, if I'm, if I just know it, and I'm not saying you shouldn't study, you should study, you should know a lot, but if, but it's, that's not going to be what convicts somebody's heart to turn to Jesus. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. And it, I, I, I agree, Jeff. I mean, if, if I, I've noticed that people who are, who just have pure hearts, that they are led by the Spirit, and you can just see the Holy Spirit evident in their life, that those people are more effective. I see more, more, um, power in their gospel presentation than, than the greatest theologian in the world because it's real, it's tangible, and it's not about them and their ability. It's about what the Spirit is doing, which is, I think, what Paul says. You know, I didn't come to you with wise and persuasive words, lest the cross be emptied of its power, but I came to you with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your your faith might not rest on man's wisdom but on the wisdom of God. I probably butchered that whole thing, but but it's oh, that it's that idea that it's 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 God in us doing it, not us doing it for God. Well, the, um, the, well let's let's get let Phil give his in the overtime because we're out of time. I would simply I would simply say, you know, we are said to be unashamed for good reason. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel a righteousness is revealed, which is by faith Therefore, you know, we live by faith. It's just about that simple to me. Getting the good news, the gospel, from my mouth to their ears. And let God work with them and do what he will. So our task is just to tell them, tell them about Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.